Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Down to Biscay. Five on the floor, drive for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome into the latest edition of a live Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, no Ethan Skolnick. He's on the road in Orlando. He was covering the game in the arena there, but I do have Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305 on X Twitter. Uh, and probably every platform, I think that's what he's rolling with. Uh, and then Alex Toledo, you can follow him at Tropical Blanket, and you know these things already. Uh, we're going to dive into the Miami Heat's 115-106 win over the Orlando Magic, although the fourth quarter has its warts, and we're going to talk about that. This ends up being one of the more encouraging victories of the season against a very good Orlando Magic team that I think a lot of people wanted to see how Miami stacked up against them. They're chasing them in the same division. I think they can catch them in this division, and this game proved that to be the case. So we're going to talk about all of that, and we're going to lead right into the Rocky Sports Gamer of the Night. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes available for just 25 bucks. but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention five reasons or five RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the Gamer of the Night. Gamer of the Night is, y'all know who it is, the Bucket himself, Tyler Hero, 28 points, 10 of 17 from the field. He had eight rebounds. He had seven assists. We're going to ignore the four turnovers. Dude showed up, showed out, four, five from three. Alex, 
Uh, he really capped them off. Bam was big as well. Uh, but Tyler Hero, you wanted to see with Jimmy out, I guess, a team that's going to have to rely on Tyler to get this done. Um, to see him flourish the way that he did was very encouraging. What did you like best about what we saw from Tyler Hero tonight? Um, I, I think just the poise, the confidence, not that any of that is new or like a development or anything. Just cool to see him like um, he's really been thrown into the fire. Uh, his first couple of games when it comes to playing absolutely elite defenses. Like, I, I believe the Magic were third or fourth best defensive rating on NBA.com heading into this game. Uh, the Timberwolves were first heading into that game, if I remember correctly. And I, I just think he's done a great job responding to it. Like, he knows what he can get to um, in certain matchups. With the, with the Minnesota game, what was obvious was that the Heat knew that they could get to the mid-range versus that team. The Timberwolves gave up some of the most um from that area and i think tonight it was more of just uh tyler reading the situation and just taking wh whatever was there and it was a little bit more well-rounded i would say tonight like i just i, I love the way he approached his game i don't think he did too much i think there was points where it's like he's touching the ball and holding the ball more often than he does but i think that's because of the situation with jimmy out where it's like he ends up taking some of the load when it's you know, when the offense is bogged down, it's like it's going to naturally go back to Tyler and just kind of give him the ball to make something happen when, when things get ugly. But other than that, like I, I really thought he played really poised and just a, a very good game. Not not perfect, but uh, kind of like an A game for him. I, I think, you know, 28, 8 and 7, 10 of 17 shooting, 4 or 5 from 3. He gave you the 4 or 4 from the line, which is solid for him. You know, again, not perfect four turnovers, but again, like, you can't be nitpicking versus um, an elite defense while you're also without Jimmy. And um, not only that, like, you know, Tyler was a huge part of why they put up um, a 108.1 offensive rating in the half court, which is in the 80th percentile this season. That's very, very good for the for a Heat team that notoriously has struggled in the half court, especially when you talk about without Jimmy. Again, on the road versus a great defensive team, you can't take away too much from, a, you know, negatively from this game other than what happened in the last couple of minutes. And I just think Tyler was just a big part of why they were able to develop that cushion in the first place. He got going so quick with their first seven points. And I think the way that he gets to his shots is so like, it's, it, it's like second nature to him. Like, I think he's gotten really good at, at making reads. And although he's not like an elite passer, he doesn't make a lot of dumb decisions. And I just think he knows how to really get to his game. And that's really what we were talking about over the summer and a continuation of those first games we saw where it's like, he got better at the things he was already good at. He just looks like a little bit of a better version of himself. He really does. Um, he immediately picked up right where he left off, Brady, and I think that that's really encouraging. Tyler also, uh, and Ethan documented this um, on Five Reasons Sports Twitter account, Tyler got upset late in the game as, as Orlando started to come back. You could see he was taking ownership and them getting this one done. But the other guy that also obviously was flanking him in this particular circumstance was Bam Adebayo. And in any game where Jimmy is out, this is a Bam and Tyler-led group. Um, I thought he put together a really solid performance after getting off to a relatively kind of not slow start but quiet start. Um, this is a Orlando team that hangs their hat on defense. So to see Tyler and Bam really take off was really good. Um, from Bam Adebayo specifically – he appeared to give Paulo Bancaro and all the bigs on Orlando a lot of trouble on the defensive end. What did you see from him um, quarterbacking the defense?
that made guys like Paolo, uh, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr. really struggle for most of the night. Yeah, I think one of the best things about Bam is the way he can kind of inherit any type of style. Like he can read what is needed from him in a certain game where there's nights where you need him to drop 25 or you need him to kind of go in ISO when they, when the offense kind of goes down. Then there's nights when they have a flow and he doesn't get in the way of that. Like you said, it, it, it didn't feel like a slow start from him. It, it, to your point, if you mentioned the word, you know, quiet start, that's what it felt like because he just wasn't getting in the way. It was like when they went on that big run, uh, a lot of that was just him just kind of setting things up. And a lot of it wasn't assists. It was just him just screening away, forcing back cuts, getting screening away for threes. Like all of this stuff that he was doing was big. And defensively, you know, if we're going to keep giving this asterisk, but like not counting the last five minutes of this, this basketball game, it was a really good defensive performance. Like they were swarming everywhere. I thought Bam was obviously a big part of that. We have not seen then play like play defense like this in weeks. Why is that? Because Bam Adebayo hasn't played in weeks. Like that's literally the the defining factor here of kind of adding this guy back into the mix. Um, and then the other part was because we were debating actually talking about this in our next segment with, with the play of the game. But he had some offensive moments where we talk about Jaime with the pump fake. We talk about Jimmy with the pump fake. Bam's pump fake is just killer as well. By the way, and I said this earlier, it was like. This has to be the best shot fake team in the NBA. Like in terms of just, right. just down the line, like they get you in the air. Like they can throw you around. Uh, but the way Bam does it a little bit different, like I'm watching, like he he gets people to fall for his jumpers consistently just because there's that respect. But he sells it with his eyes, man. Like he he sells every part of that where he just looks up at that basket and gets them off his off their feet and he's gone and he's getting to the basket. And then he had a second one where he did it at the free throw line. There was a pump fake, gets in the lane, throws another one in the lane, and two people got up in the air, and then he got the end one. So, like, just the way he can control games in that way without having to force, I feel like that was just kind of the key parts tonight. The other thing I thought was interesting to see, um, and I saw a comment here uh, from Edimon420, says Caleb's been a ghost. And so to our um, to our listeners on the podcast feed, we are going to – throw some comments and mix them in here. He had a quiet night tonight. And also Kyle was limited to 18 minutes. Alex, do you think that them only playing Kyle 18 minutes was circumstantial? Or do you think that that is a strategic move to scale back what he's doing right now? And kind of in a way, like they can sit Jimmy because they have enough wings to cycle through, but they know they can't sit Kyle because they don't have many other guards. So they just play him the bare minimum. Am I on to something there? Or do you think? Okay. That's a hundred percent what I think happened. It's like, you don't like they, they, they were without Jimmy. So they didn't want to lose another guy who helps them get into their offense. And, you know, you just, you know, Kyle took the game. He was playing a lot. Kyle Lowry was playing a lot of minutes, especially with uh, Bam and Tyler out and was touching the ball a lot more than he does when everybody's healthy, which, you know, it's just like this thing that we'll know. We'll never know if, if we'll see again, right. The, the entire team like being available, but in general, um, I don't know, man. I, I think like. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The the Kyle thing is not really something I think about too much because I don't really think this team is like it needs a, a traditional point guard as we've gone back and forth forever about. He's been very good for them. and But sometimes it's like when he doesn't play for, you know, good stretches of time, I don't think they miss him too much. But it's like what you're saying. It's like, you know, you, you give him the 17 minutes, you get enough of Kyle Lowry out there. And I, I do think some of it is scaling down his role. But I do think it's like, you know, he just got off of this point where he was playing a lot. So they're kind of like balancing it out. He had the game off and now today he plays, but he's not playing too much. It's not He's not responsible for too much, you know, trying to find that compromise there, the middle ground. But um, not worried about it in any way. I don't think it's, you know, like I really do think it's just going to be Kyle Lowry has kind of these boring like very just unspectacular stat lines once once like the you know the main guys are back i just think that's kind of the way it goes he he goes back to being connector doesn't take quite as many shots as long as he keeps taking the open ones that's all that really matters to me i could care less if he makes you know if he has 15 points or whatever and five assists and like a cute stat line as long as he is impacting the game with what he does and not getting beat uh, you know one-on-one i'm fine with it man and and Caleb, you know, I I don't want people trashing him too much. If, if we're being real, like I think he's been great. I, I think yeah. he's been very good for them as of late. He's had a very good stretch, just like consistently productive. Um, yeah, I'm not. I, I don't think the Caleb thing is concerning. We got a lot of people in the comments. James, Advin Cola, Tiff L, both saying that they're tired of the Tyler Hero disrespect. We need to put some respect on his name. Stop putting him in trade talks because he's a beast. He should be untouchable. I am sub, um, I'm basically like uh, paraphrasing what they said. Uh, He's the gamer of the night, folks. We gave him his props. We're trying to give him his props. That dude is, uh, he came through huge tonight. 
Uh, there's no doubt about that. Really, Miami tonight separated themselves in the second quarter, though. Uh, particularly, they 43-26 was the uh, margin in the four or in the second quarter. I wish it was in the fourth quarter. In the second quarter, and that's really what got Miami in a place where they could concede the points that they did in this game and still come away with the victory. Let's get into the insurance by Lynette, a aggressive play of the night. And now it's time for the Insurance by Lynette Play of the Night, sponsored by insurancebylynette.com and A Aggressive Insurance Agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or insurancebylynette.com. That's insurancebylynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance, or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. So there were four dudes off the bench in double figures. The Miami Heat needed that from this bench, and they got it tonight. Shout out to Thomas Bryant. But no, the play of the night goes to Hayward Highsmith, and we have none other than Brady Hawk to break it down. We went back and forth to this, like I said, but I think it has to be the the – Certain stint from Haywood Highsmith where there was basically a four play. I know it's the play of the night, but it's the four plays of the night tonight uh, where he basically just locked up Paolo on the, on his drive. And like he jammed the ball, stole it. He gathered it, goes up for the layup and he just contested perfectly. It goes in the other direction here. actually threw like a really nice, like no look past him in the corner eventually. And he hits the corner three goes back down on defense. He contests a, another Paolo three where he just gets right in his face and contests it absolutely sprints down the court like just they they start pushing he sprints down to that corner and jay rich finds him in the corner and he hits another three they need that man like especially in nights like this they just need a certain punch from a guy and it felt like haywood was that like it was the, there was timely offensive rebounds there was strong defense where he was just everywhere it felt like and then obviously he was just super hot from three i've actually never seen him this i don't even want, i don't know if the word's aggressive or just eager to shoot like he came out the gate when he entered the game and he was getting shots up. Like he was going to get the ball. He had the green light tonight. Uh, and it was good to see him get a couple to fall obviously early and a couple actually went in and out, but you mentioned that, that span. I just want to add that in that second quarter, I, I, you ever like see a stat where you have to like double check to make sure you're correct. Cause it's kind of crazy. Like that's what I did at that point because they did not miss a shot across the last six minutes and 30 seconds of the second quarter. Like they, they made 12 straight shots, and it's like part of that was Haywood. Part of that was a lot of guys. A lot of those were threes. It was a lot of Tyler, as we mentioned before. But, like, when you have that type of stuff happening, and, and it always starts with an energy guy, and it felt like Haywood was that, and that was kind of the play that, that started this all. Definitely. And you know who else had some plays of the night was Duncan Robinson. Um, I mean, shout out to him with the way he continues every night to get to the bucket, finish in, in traffic get plays he's using the glass on these layups in really crafty ways uh i've been really impressed by what duncan robinson does every single night so i did want to make sure that he got his uh props for his play as well because there were a couple plays in the second half that i think he could have gotten play of the night for uh as well um the bench came up big they really didn't get a ton from two starters uh jaime Jaquez, he had an okay night. This was kind of, you're starting, I guess, to see a rookie go through the moments here, um, but they're super deep. This is a team that you're seeing that if a guy's out, they can cycle in the next guy. So I think that that is a big 
um, positive part of what we're seeing with this team as they're growing and figuring out what they have. But now we got to talk about the damn fourth quarter. What the hell is happening again? So like they were minus 96 heading into this game tonight. They were outscored by four by eight. So now they're from minus 96. We are up to minus 104, folks. What is happening here? That's what they are in fourth quarters this year. I can't explain Total. that shit. They won, though. And um, I asked um, Brian Fonseca this question, Alex. So I'll ask you. I'm interested in your perspective. Um, if this is a fatal flaw of this team, you think that this is a fatal flaw? You think that this is something that they can figure out? How do you figure it out? Uh, first you, and then I'm interested for Brady's fourth quarter perspective as well. This is going to be a recurring theme all season. It's not going to be as easy to figure out. It was like, it's, you know, a couple good fourth quarter games and everything's fine. But, and we talked about this on playback and for whoever here wasn't on there with us, um, you know, hang out with us during the game, watch the games with us, playback.tv slash 5RSN or download the app. We have a great time. Like, uh, it's fun interacting with everybody throughout the game. And even if you don't have cable, you can just hang out with us. Don't have to watch the game on playback. Anyways, um, I do think when you come back to the fourth quarter stuff, it's been a problem. It's definitely been a problem. They, they've they been one of the worst fourth quarter teams this season. However, they do deserve some benefit of the doubt because although it wasn't the same exact team, same exact everything, right, as last season, they were fantastic in the clutch last season. They were amazing. High, they, they, they played at a high level, and they did it at a high volume of clutch games. And it really just came down to and we've talked about this before, just out executing teams, going to what they're good at, you know, not turning the ball over and playing defense, playing defense. And I feel like the fact that they haven't, I don't think they've played up to their defensive identity this season the way that we thought they would. We expected them to have a better defensive rating among the, the absolute elite, right? Amongst the, the Minnesotas and the Orlandos at, up to this point. Obviously, you have to throw in, you know, Bam being out, you have to throw in the, the games Jimmy has missed. All of that, though, like it still hasn't felt like they've played up to their standard there. And I do think that's a big part of their fourth quarter stuff is, you know, teams go on runs. And I, I think a reason that it worked out with the Magic tonight and a reason why I wouldn't mind seeing this as like a four or five first round playoff matchup is the Magic kind of play right into the heat strengths where like you can just kind of help off of a bunch of dudes and they're not going to make you pay too often with their threes. And that was a huge problem for the Magic tonight. They shot nine of 34 from three. And uh, which is about 26%. And from the Heat's end, 15 of 29, which is 52%. Like it, it plays right into what the Heat want to do. And I think that's kind of why they were able to win tonight is because you could just kind of stick to that game plan. You, 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 once the Heat have a game plan for a team for a specific matchup, I feel great about them because they have a bunch of ways that you can, that you can go about it. But when they really play to their defensive identity like that, I think that's going to end up helping solve their fourth quarter stuff more than anything and obviously it would be nice to just like keep running the stuff that got you there right like don't just resort to jimmy iso ball like again that shot that he took the other night versus minnesota i was you know things like that instances like that where yeah you want an early shot but like get a good one right don't just settle and like they have i feel like we've talked so many times like they have so many guys that they can go to so many kinds of different types of actions they can go to 
And yes, in the end, you just want to go to the most trustworthy things. With Jimmy, with Tyler, with the Duncan actions, I feel like you can generate offense. I don't think you have to settle for bad shots. So I do think it's fixable. I give them the benefit of the doubt. But if this keeps continuing, it's going to be – I think it's a real problem and something that could completely curb your playoffs because if you just build a whole season of bad habits in the fourth quarter, it's not going to magically change in the playoffs. And that's what they did last season is build a whole season of good habits in the fourth that's quarter true. when it comes to like af- action, like after Jimmy actually came in because teams would go on runs before, but they would do good once like it was actually crunch time. Um, and I do think like you, you gotta, you gotta start, you gotta start stabilizing a little bit now before it gets bad enough. I think tonight was nice because um, you know, you kind of built that a big enough cushion where you could mess around <laughs> a little bit and still Dangerous. weather it. It just got it, it. It it was starting to get bad there. We were even doing like a, a Mike Inglis bit on playback, but making fun <laughs> of how we used to get so concerned when teams would be like making it from a twenty point game to a fifteen point game. It got close. It went. They were up eighteen with two minutes to go, and then all of a sudden, I think the Magic brought it all the way down to maybe seven or eight. Um and. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal tonight. I do think like the overall four quarter stuff going forward, if this keeps happening, it's a problem. But yeah, ideally, like build a, a ginormous cushion, right? So that when it happens, you're still up in double digits. Yeah, that's a. I can't explain the fourth quarter thing, Brady. I don't think that any of us are going to be able to be to pontificate anything better than what Alex already gave. If you have something to add there, please do. But I also um, I'm going to send us in a different direction. And I appreciate Van Lee for bringing this up because this could end up being a four or five matchup, Orlando and Miami. Was there anything tonight that jumped out at you when you think about a seven game series against this team? To me, Orlando doesn't scare me in that setting, but I'm interested um, to find out what you think about this matchup between these two teams after what we saw tonight. And then also taking into account the fact that Miami can't get their bleep together on in fourth quarter. Yeah. I think number one, the first thing that jumps out is like, if you're playing in a first round, be prepared to run, like be prepared to put up a lot of energy because that team is just going to just run you around. It's like similar to playing Indiana, obviously at a lower extent because Indiana is just a different beast with the, how fast they play, but you're definitely going to have to play that style. Secondly, you're not going to be able to have these point of attack lapses where we've seen that at so many points in the season where it's bam or bust and it, it just can't happen against this team because they have so many different guides at the guard, at the guard position and, and up there that can hurt you. Like tonight it was Cole Anthony, but then other nights it could be Suggs to other nights. It could be Markel Fultz if he comes back. Like they just have a lot of guys. And to Alex's point where he was talking earlier about kind of focusing on a certain guy or a certain game plan, Miami usually struggles more often with teams like this that has multiple guys that can hurt you all over the place. Instead of like, I always give the example of like Philly where, yeah, like they have a guy that's an MVP favorite in Joel Embiid, but like they could scheme around Joel Embiid and figure out a certain defensive style. So I feel like that would kind of be the big thing as in for the fourth quarter stuff. It's, it's really hard to even explain like with the reasoning for it. Number one, I'm, I'm glad Alex mentioned the fact that you cannot get away from what got you there. And I feel like that's number one on my list for why it happens in the fourth quarters offensively is where it, they just stop running what they did. Like if, if a certain action, if it's dunking off a handoff or if it's Tyler at the top of uh, at a high pick and roll or if, whatever it is, it's like, just keep spamming it. Just keep going to it over and over instead of like start taking early shot clock shots and contested threes and all of that stuff. Like it just happens over and over. 
And I'll say the bigger point because I know we're always going to talk about the offense because that's always what we're going to look at. But this team, the the reason they were so good in the clutch last year, and the reason they won games and they were and they were able to pull a lot of those out was because they were so good defensively in that quarter. They just really locked you up. They and it wasn't even because they there were some nights where they didn't even have all star defensive lineups out there, but they still just were really good defensively. They were second in the NBA in in defense in the fourth quarters this year. They're twenty seventh, like that's an incredible drop-off. Like that is an insane drop-off on a team that we have said has better defenders, individual defenders on it. And, you know, we'll see what happens. It's hard to honestly discuss that because they've had so many guys in and out. So it's hard to really quantify that because a lot of those fourth quarters did not include Bam Adebayo. But still, this was happening before that. Like this wasn't just a, a Bam Adebayo absence thing. This has been happening. So they definitely have to figure it out. It's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. But I think once they kind of figure out and find certain trends that they once they're healthy, and I hate saying once they're healthy because, as we know, it doesn't feel like that'll ever be the case except for a one or two game span at a time. But when it comes down to it, I think they can kind of figure out certain defensive lineups and just hang their hat on that. They they really have to because it's it just feels like that's them. That's always going to be them. That's always going to be Spo's style, and it's something that they they've always been good at. So we'll see if they're able to do it, but that's got to be the key. I have some um, some crunch time stats if you want them. For this yeah, season. give them to us. Yep, let's do it. So update the people. These are not fun stats by any means if you're a Heat fan. Um, I don't know if this includes tonight <clears throat> per NBA.com's clutch definition, which I believe is within five uh, points, like the margin within five points, uh, within five the last five minutes of the game. The Heat have played 15 clutch games. Again, not sure. <clears throat> excuse me. Obviously, the, I mean, excuse me. The, the, this did not go to a clutch game tonight because it didn't get to five, right? It never got to five at any point, right? No. The end? Okay. No. So, okay. So it doesn't even matter. So in the 15 clutch games, according to NBA.com that the Heat have played this season, they have a net rating uh, of negative 18.5. So Ooh. per 100 possessions, they're getting outscored by nearly 19 points Ooh. in crunch time. And that includes an offensive rating of 101 and a defensive rating of 119, God which is damn. really bad. The good things about it, like, is the the stuff that we talked about that, like, usually happens when the Heat were good in the clutch, the low turnover stuff, that stuff is there. They're not turning the ball over in the clutch, right? You can feel good about that. <laughs> At least that's that's happening. The problem is they're not converting on yeah. shots in the clutch, and they're even worse defending poorly in the clutch. So uh, also on top of that, um, going back to not good things, second worst rebound percentage in the clutch, which is something because – even though everybody wants to call the Heat small and they don't rebound, before this game they were second in defensive rebound percentage. Even though They've it felt fine. like they were kind of down, they 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 know how to rebound as a team. And throughout the Jimmy era, they're a really good defensive rebounding team. For some reason, that rebound percentage comes all the way down in crunch time, and it's second worst. That's in so the weird. So, yeah, a lot of things there. That's so weird that the rebounding goes out the window. It's like they forget how to play basketball at the end. Uh, I'm going to bet on them to figure that out, but it is concerning so forget far. forget how to play their brand of basketball. At the their end. brand of basketball, you yes. Let's, let's be clear about that because it is really um, about them getting to that because once they do, they're usually fine. 
Uh, let's go to the Eric Rubenstein injury report. And now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend Eric Rubenstein, the personal injury attorney. Born and raised in Lauderdale, Florida, lives in Miami, went to St. Thomas. He's a South Florida guy and a huge Miami Heat fan. But the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you. So reach out to our guy, Eric Rubenstein. Again, ericrubenstein.com or ask about me. I got you on Instagram. And now, the injury report. So the injury report, it's been getting a lot cleaner, and we like that. Uh, It was essentially a situation where Jimmy Butler and Kevin Love didn't play tonight, and those were the only two that you would expect to see that you did not see. Uh, Jamal Cain and Nikola Jovic were available, but did not play uh, via coach's decision. Um, I would imagine you'd see a pretty similar cast in Atlanta coming up. Uh, Slight chance Kevin Love could make it back, but I think that they're going to be really selective on how much minutes guys like he and Kyle play um, at least through the new year, if not further in, in than that. But the injury report is clean. Other than that, I think Jimmy Butler's probably fine as well. So when you see him listed on the injury report, uh, do not fret. He will be fine. He is physically fine. Uh, just this is part of getting through an 82-game season. Let's get to some questions before we close out. We'll also take some comments and react to them. Sandra Olson says, still terrible in the fourth. Jaime needs some rest. We were up 22 points. NBA schedule catching up with him. Let's be real. Magic couldn't hit the broadside of a barn tonight. They couldn't. We need to credit Miami's defense, but uh, the Orlando Magic, they struggle shooting the basketball, and that trend continued tonight. Jaime needing rest has been a big narrative that came out of this game. Ronald Fonte says the Heat play the fourth like they don't want to lose the lead versus doing what has been working to put the game away. That makes a ton of sense, and I wholeheartedly agree. Also, uh, Ronald says that he agrees with Brady last year. They'd lock them up at the fourth and cause chaos, scoring off turnovers. Ronald, you know basketball. Any questions we got here? We're I agree, to, by the way. I we're trying, I'm putting some great comments here. Shout out to everybody commenting. Um, I do think that's kind of – it's a great way of putting it. I think probably a lot more succinct than when I was going on there about the fourth quarter, that they play like they don't want to lose the lead versus doing what's been working. Like they go away from their process and go to playing like this. What's what do they call it in football? Is it uh, what is it? Prevent offense? Is that is that yeah, what they call it? Pre- prevent defense. But yeah, it's, it's like playing that way throughout the entire I'm not a football game. On both sides. Yeah. Um, I see that we do have a, a question here from Eddie Mon four twenty. Does the Heat organization feel they need to get a point guard or still sticking to the we are positionless and doing fine? Uh, they're still sticking to the we are positionless and doing fine. <laughs> yeah, I would I would expect that to be the case through February unless things went like really poorly, if I'm being real. Like, I don't want to like dissuade everybody from fun trade talk. I, I I enjoy it too. Not saying they can't use one, but I think as of as as of this point in the season, I'm feeling like there's not going to be a trade. Not now. Uh, Van Lee asks, is Mr. Haywood getting his job back or nah? Brady, is, he, is Haywood Highsmith going to start again? It's an interesting question. I really... I thought he was going to when he originally came back. And I think when he did not immediately get the start back, it didn't feel like a case like, okay, we're going to ease him into this. It felt like, okay, we're going to try this. That's what it felt like to me. It felt like they were just going to try the Caleb thing. Uh, And it it almost makes sense to – I've liked the the Jaime-Caleb-Jimmy minutes. I've liked the Jaime-Caleb minutes. 
but it almost makes sense to kind of run it off the bench with Jaime and Duncan with Tyler back to kind of let them play together more so and let Haywood play with Josh at the top of a 2-2-1 press in a 2-3 zone and, and guard at the point of attack in a lineup where a lot of times it's going to be bam at the start of second quarters. Kind of that, That's a lot of defense to go around with kind of two or, or three hubs, including bam. So I think Haywood kind of stays in this range. And look, when he's playing the way he did tonight off the bench, like it feels like he's another one of these guys that maybe we talk about too often of playing in certain lineups. It feels like he's one, another one of these guys that he's just a, he's just a baller. Like you just put him in at, at any point in these different lineups, he's going to figure it out. Uh, so I'm kind of curious to see how they deal with it. Maybe I, I, I honestly think they keep it this way. I think Caleb keeps his spot in, moving forward until, until there's yeah. a major need for a switch up. And then obviously I think Caleb would be the first one probably to get pulled and switch it up a little bit. I, I agree. Uh, concur with everything that Brady just said in terms of how they'll handle it. Uh, uh, who is this here? Julber, uh, Pereira's did, did my best job to try to uh, pronounce your name there. Sorry if I butchered it. Uh, do y'all think that hero should continue to play point guard? I think right now they don't have much of a choice. Do either of you disagree or would you categorize him as not playing point guard? Do either of you disagree with the notion that hero is in a de facto point guard right now by default in a lot of ways. I mean, I'd say he plays point guard in certain lineups and I think that's, exactly. it's like select point guard. Like he he's, he's a good select point guard at times because he did it more tonight with Kyle playing a little bit less. I feel he did. And it's kind of what we expected. I think heading in where we talked about like him and Josh kind of just going 50, 50 on it a little bit, but it was just, I think it just so happened that Tyler was cooking that he just had the ball in his hands coming yeah. up more. Because Spo would be yelling, there is no point guard. It's positionless. Whoever gets the balls running up the floor. But it was kind of was tonight. And Tyler was that guy, was the guy that was doing it. But the reason I'm fine with it even more so than the fact of just the fact that they lack point guards is the passes he's making tonight and the reads he's making tonight. And when he's, you know, not turnover prone and he's kind of controlling the ball, he, he's like a, he's a good player to put in that spot. Like he has been. And I think that's why I always hated this thing where like, Oh, he's going to ruin the offense. He can't play with Jimmy. There, there's just always these things that pop in. Like, no, he, he's a really good scorer. He's a really good passer. And he's a guy that can get you out of the mud offensively and just be a bucket. So it's like, he's a guy that you could put on, I feel like, in a lot of different spots. And as we've talked about, it's not that he needs the ball in his hands less. I just think he's that good of a catch-and-shoot shooter that it almost makes sense to make things easier on him at times to put the ball in the hands of a Bam, of a Jaime, of a Jimmy, of anybody mm -hmm. and send him off screens and, and just yeah, make things him, easier yeah. for him. So that's the for the others. Also what I'm interested in. Yeah. For the others too, man. I, I'm, I'm so with Brady on this. Well, that's, that's a good thing. We're in agreement here. Uh, we had another couple great comments. Coffee is for closers. These guys are not closers. Shout out to, uh, I think it says selfie. Uh, Eric H asked thoughts on Donovan rumors. Is it just fodder for the press? It's not just fodder for the press, but it's too early to talk about Donovan Mitchell rumors. I checked in there and the it's heat are to not, monitor, right? Yeah. It's something to monitor. It's not something to scroll and, and refresh your phone every five seconds about. Um, so we, we basically hit everything on this Miami heat game against the Orlando magic. We went a little long here tonight. We're glad to be live with you. Thank you for hanging out. 115-106 is the final score. Shout out to our sponsors, Rock Esports, A-Aggressive Insurance, 
checkout insurance by Lynette.com. Also, Eric Rubenstein. Uh, he's on Instagram. Ask about me. I gotcha. 115-106. The Miami Heat get the victory over the Orlando Magic. Six, what? I was, trying, I was whispering Discord, trying to, trying to get you to. Oh, Discord. Right. Don't forget about off the floor. You got to sign up for off the floor. And when you sign up, don't just hit sign up and then not do anything after that. You have to actually go and you have to hook up your payment link and then you'll get into the server and you'll be able to see all of where we're chatting and, and, and hanging out. So make sure you do that. DM any one of us if you have any questions about how to get hooked up onto Discord. It's going to be in the, the description. Floor. The link is going to be – it's not in the description as of right this second. It will be in the podcast one. It will be in the YouTube one soon. I'm not currently uh, seeing that, but um, it's pinned to the top of the five reasons Twitter account if you want to find it. It's in all of our descriptions from the past episodes of Five on the Floor if you want to check it out. And like – I mean, um, excuse me, like Leif said, don't just hit join server. You're just going to see the – the generic announcements and rules page. Uh, you're not going to see anything else. If you want the actual insights, the insider information, the stats, and all the chats, um, you know, join via desktop or via Android. Because if they do it on, if you do it on iPhone, they're going to charge you an extra dollar, and it's just going to go to Apple. It won't go to us. Uh, so yeah, sign up for Discord. We're having a great time there, and thank you guys for joining us live here. Close us out, Lee. Paulo da Silva comes in with yes post game show thank you been missing this we're going to be doing a lot more lives going forward we recognize that we want to come to you live after games so coming off road games when all of us are likely to be available no one's covering the game in person we will be going to you live a lot more thank you for joining us the Miami Heat get the win and uh, it's a good night so on to Atlanta they go thank you for joining us Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park.